today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's a happy day at Hamilton City Hall, too. Uh, LRT in Hamilton is a go again, if it ever wasn't, I guess. But uh, there was some question about exactly what was going to happen, about funding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yesterday, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger met with the Transportation Minister, Jeff Urich, and uh, confirmed the project is uh, good to go and the money is going to be there. The Hamilton Mayor joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Mr. Mayor, good morning. How are you doing today? Very well, Bill. Thank you. Is uh, I guess first question, is Jeff Yurick your new best friend? <laughs> well, I'll give compliments to both the Premier and the Minister of Transport and uh, and the Member of Provincial Parliament, uh, Skelly, for uh, all of them coming together and uh, you know respecting democracy in Hamilton and uh, understanding and appreciating that this is a city-building project for the city that has multiple benefits. And, uh, you know, there's every reason for the province to continue to support this uh, Metrolinx provincial LRT project. Let's uh, make backtrack a little bit. We'll talk about the LRT thing in just a couple of seconds here, because I want to spend some time on that. But how did the meeting go? Talk to us, because when you were on the show yesterday, you, uh, you, you had a specific agenda, a number of the talking points that you wanted to address with the minister. Right. Yeah, I mean, it uh, went exactly the way we would have hoped. Uh, you know, everything we asked for, they, uh, they've, they've uh, delivered. Uh, they've lifted the freeze on the uh, land acquisition. There, you recall that they put, a, put a, an acquisition freeze for any properties right across the province. Uh, we got caught up in that, and that certainly stalled, uh, you know, any work that could be done in terms of continuing to acquire the property to be able to get this project done. That then, by 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 effect, uh, stalled the bidders who uh, you know were uncertain whether this project was going to go forward uh, with a full provincial commitment or not, and so they basically sat on their hands and dropped their pencils until they got a clear sign. And I think the uh, the two items that we asked for were delivered yesterday, and uh, that's a clear sign to the bidders that uh, they have an extension now to get their bids in. And uh, no doubt they'll get uh, busy pulling them together. So uh, knowing, knowing full well that the province is 100% behind this project. So I, I'm, uh, I'm really encouraged and enthused that uh, we're back on track, that uh, this project that's going to have multiple benefits throughout our community, whether it's uh, you know, additional tax revenue, obviously transportation benefits, as well as uh, electrifying and removing uh, you know, diesel, uh, diesel buses off of our routes, which is going to improve our air quality. All of those are very positive developments, and I think the province uh, has uh, already shown its support for public transportation. I think the Premier said that uh, a number of times. And, uh, and yesterday, uh, they basically gave us everything we need to do to keep this project uh, moving forward. So was there a discussion about attitude? Because you know the rumors that were swirling around here, that the money wasn't going to come, that the government was going to backtrack on this, uh, that it was going way over budget right now. What was the minister's uh, uh, attitude in response to all of that stuff? Obviously, you must have discussed that. Well, we, you know, there were there were rumors, and uh, you know what we uh, what we strategically decided to do was to help this new government uh, come to understand and appreciate what this project is all about. Uh, you know, the minister is new. Uh, there's been a change in, in terms of, uh, you know, the transportation minister. So he's actually the second transportation minister. Uh, all of the departments uh, and all of the staff in those departments had to be informed. So we had uh, a lot of good people doing a lot of good work for us in Toronto, dealing with uh, all the, uh, the deputy ministers and uh, all the staffers there that are providing advice to the premier and to the uh, transportation minister. Uh, we wanted to afford them the opportunity to come to understand and appreciate what this project is all about. You know, get get rid of all the rumors, get rid of all the innuendo and all the speculation around what may or may not happen. Let's get down to the facts. 
and uh, understand why this started in the first place, uh, why it's been advanced and supported by uh, successive uh, councils, and uh, how we got to uh, you know getting on the the very verge of having bids done, and uh, that that then was unfortunately stalled. And so clearly, the province has seen the benefits. They understand and appreciate that there's a, there's a movement here that is going to provide new uh, new tax revenue down the road. It's going to pr- provide new built form. New uh, new affordable housing uh, potential is huge, and so all of those elements I think are are clear indicators that they they appreciate and understand that this is a good investment. You know all the speculation in the world, uh, you know, and rumors uh, don't really you know make this project uh, come alive. What uh, what really does matter is what are the facts in this project. Uh, we were we're able to deliver all those facts to the province. We're able to deliver that to them, uh, you know, a good and complete understanding of the breadth of support for this uh, in our community, both on the corporate side as well as on the the citizen side. And so, uh, you know, after all of that that uh, that thought process, uh, they were pretty clear on what their position was uh, yesterday, which was uh, we're fully behind this. You know, the other element to this, and I know you and I have talked about this, but maybe just to reiterate for those that were concerned about this, uh, the the funding for this and the formula for the funding is much different than some of these other projects. I know the government has, in fact, uh, backtracked on some of the uh, commitments made by the previous government uh, in the guise of of saying, look, we're trying to save money here. But there's no $1 billion check that's coming. This is a different kind of funding formula, isn't it? Well, it's a design, build, finance, operate project uh, and maintain project. So whoever's going to construct this is also going to, uh, you know, operate and maintain it over the life of 30 years. And it's a finance project over 30 years. So it's a different uh, different kind of funding formula. It's not not one where they need a billion dollars uh, in, in the pot right now. Uh, this will be financed over time like many projects are, uh, you know, throughout the uh, Throughout the city, um, you know, some financing uh, financing is uh, you know legitimate, and it's legitimate for the province because they get to depreciate this asset. This will be their asset on their books, <clears throat> and as long as they own it, they can depreciate that asset, which is actually a, an accrual benefit to them in terms of their uh, their bottom line. And so, uh, I mean, that's that's certainly uh, been part of the original selling feature of the project. That's why it's not a municipally owned uh, LRT. Uh, this is, uh, in, in, for all intents and purposes, a fully uh, provincial managed and operated projects through Metrolinx, and uh, and we're uh, we're a participant in the sense that uh, we have our staff and the Metrolink staff working together so that we can integrate this into the rest of our transit system. So um, I see uh, I see the whole funding issue as uh, being being a bit of a red herring. I think uh, what we what we need to remember is what are the benefits. You know, cost is one thing, but the benefits are significant. Whether it's an employment benefit, uh, the you know, it's why the the uh, the, the laborers' unions and the uh, the general contractors and the uh, the builder building associations are all very very keen on having this project happen because it's going to provide three or four thousand jobs for the next five or six years. Uh, the, you know, all of that uh, all of that is elements to uh, why we can get uh, either broader support in the uh, in the business community. Maybe to enhance the uh, the station locations if uh, if there's a, a shortfall of funding, and clearly uh, my uh, my conversation with the federal government has been uh, you know they're very committed to uh, light rail projects and electrifying transit and public transportation as a whole, and uh, very open to uh, you know helping us on any shortfalls as they have done in uh, you know most of the other communities Kitchener Waterloo Ottawa. Uh, Edmonton recently, a billion dollars directly from the federal government on their LRT. So that's not a foreign thing to have the federal government participate 
and uh, we'll certainly explore that option if we need to. Yeah, I mentioned it uh, when Minister McKenna was in town just a little while ago, and I know you talked to her that in the, during that specific yep. instance as well. Uh, when you had that discussion about possible cost overruns, uh, was there any discussion about a ceiling on that, a, a limit? Uh, we can give you money, but only X number of dollars? No, and I think, uh, you know, we again, it's, it's it's an unknown at this point. We don't even know if they're going to be cost overruns. Uh, you know, and if you recall, the uh, the original budgeting amount for the LRT from Eastgate to McMaster was uh, uh, $800 million or seven seven hundred and change, 750 whatever million dollars. I'm, I'm saying like like, like that's the, like, like that's cash in my pocket, but these are big numbers. But that was the original estimate. Uh, subsequently, when they uh, when they announced it, they added two hundred and fifty million dollars to the uh, LRT pot, as well as two hundred million dollars for uh, Go expansion at Centennial Parkway, including funding for the uh, the line capacity issues. About one hundred and fifty million dollars for the line capacity issues that uh, we're hoping they get to sooner or later. So, so interestingly enough, uh, you know, we did talk about LRT and we, we uh, clarified what their position was, and that happened rather quickly. Uh, but the, uh, we also discussed uh, the 403 uh, log jam up on uh, coming down the escarpment and uh, at, at the link, and the expansion there. That's uh, long been uh, discussed and talked about. We also talked about the five and six uh, highway interchange at Clappison's Corners, the uh, over under uh, great separation there, as, as well as the uh, the water down bypass that needs a uh, highway six connection that uh, needs full approval from the uh, provincial government as well. So there's other transportation road issues that we also discussed and uh, didn't get any commitments on, but uh, they fully understand and appreciate these projects have been in the queue, and uh, they're looking at all projects across the province and obviously looking at uh, which ones they're prepared to advance uh, sooner rather than later. And we certainly put our oar in the water for those projects as well to be done sooner. What about the all-day go service? Uh, I know that was quite a, a, a story a couple of weeks ago, I guess now, and I know you responded to it on social media when Metrolinx yep. uh, said that it's going to be quite some time before we can really establish that. Uh, you know, the the track is well, it's not, you got track problems. I get that with CN, we understand that, but mm-hmm. the government could and probably should be, I think, able to move in here and try to accelerate that. I would hope. Anyway, did that uh, discussed at all yesterday? Well, I got some clarity from them yesterday that uh, that the, you know it wasn't going to be 2031 and then it starts, so it's going to be a gradual ramping up, and so uh, that's that's good news. Uh, I th- I still think that the 2031 date to get all day service into Hamilton is uh, you know far too far down the road, but uh, you know the minister did uh, say that uh, you know we need to work with Metrolinx, and uh, you know we are going to be doing that, and I'll uh, at some point be asking uh, Phil Verster, the the head of Metrolinx, to come to Hamilton and explain exactly what the uh, what the plan is and how they're going to roll it out and you know what that 2031 date means so does that mean that uh, we have to wait till 2031 before we get any uh you know additional uh, go expansion and all day service here or is there going to be a gradual ramping up as they're building out the uh the centennial parkway station and then ultimately the 50 road station uh, and heading out towards niagara so i think we need some clarity on that but uh uh, the minister agreed that 2031 for all-day-go service for Hamilton uh, wasn't wasn't a uh, 
uh, a, a positive uh, uh, development, and uh, he certainly seemed to be concerned that we should be getting this uh, sooner rather than later. One of the big stumbling blocks, as you discussed on the show yesterday, Mr. Mayor, is uh, is the CN uh, aspect of this yep. and the tracks. Mm-hmm. Th- this has been a problem. This goes back to when you were a councillor, for heaven's sakes. It's quite a long time. The feds have been involved in this. The province has been involved in this. Uh, why can't we get re- this thing resolved? Because that's really, I think, the thing that's holding up this project. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's been frustrating, and uh, you know, CN uh, we could we could certainly encourage them to be uh, more cooperative. What I'm hearing is from uh, certainly from the minister yesterday and from others uh, in the broader community that CN is uh, much more amenable today than they have been in the past. So that's good news. So uh, with any luck, with any uh, you know good hope and uh, fingers crossed that they come to terms on uh, how to how to free up some capacity on that line. So that we can get all day services going to our waterfront station, which is, you know, beautiful station, uh, you know, a good, good amount of parking, ready to roll. Only two trains, uh, you know, in and out of them, uh, in and out, uh, you know, of that location. And then, uh, you know, they're in the process still today of building the Centennial Parkway location. So no one wants to have that to be uh, stranded assets. And I think CN has a role to play here to uh, not only accommodate the freight traffic that needs to happen there, but find a way of uh, scheduling and, and allowing for uh, passenger traffic. And well, what, what's the holdup? Is critically are, important. Are they just are they looking for money? I mean, does somebody have to cut them a check? What what seems to be the stumbling block? I, I think it's track capacity uh, issues and uh, obviously complexity in terms of how you schedule that, and whether or not they're going to allow for another uh, track on their right of way. I think that's the uh, that, those are the stumbling blocks. Now, as I mentioned a while ago, the previous government set aside $200 million for that very project, and that was real money. That station is being built on Centennial Parkway as we speak, and uh, the other $150 million is was actually designed to help uh, provide additional track uh, along that corridor. And in fact, when we replaced the bridge at uh, Centennial Parkway, uh, just the other side of uh, Home Depot there, they, uh, it, it actually has an overpass that allows for two additional tracks over top of that, uh, on top of that bridge over top of the roadway. So it's not like this isn't part of the plan. Uh, I, you know, I can't tell you chapter and verse as to what CN's issue is in terms of sorting this out, but uh, I, I am, I'm understanding that they're, they're today more uh, collaborative and cooperative than they have been previously. Well, it's got to get done, and, and you know, if it's going to take some help from the feds, then so be it. Uh, but uh, it yep. seems to be the whole thing that's messing this up. And I know that you had the same problems, and uh, you know, with uh, the the West Harbor, of course, when we were talking about developing mm-hmm. those Tiffany lands too. And so, right. uh, the yep. sooner these guys come to the table and get this thing resolved, I think the better. It's uh, it's a Absolutely good day for the true. city, Mr. Mayor, and a good day for LRT. And uh, we want to thank you for your efforts and uh, the meeting yesterday, and uh, continue good luck. I guess it's uh, full steam ahead now. Well, thank you, Bill. I'm uh, I'm really enthused. Uh, you know, it takes a bit of a load off, and hopefully, uh, you know, we we will all rally around getting this project moving. Now, uh, we don't need any more stumbling blocks. We don't need any more barriers. You know, more uh, more accusations or innuendo about costs or any, everything else. Let's let's wait and see what the RFP brings us, and then we'll know what we need to do. Have a good weekend, Mr. Mayor. Thanks again for this. Brilliant. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.